Hello and welcome Ian and Vince here for another edition of the Football Outsiders Coach Ranking Show, previewing week 16 here, just a few weeks left in the regular season. Today we're going to talk Lovey Smith and his future in Houston, Jeff Saturday and his future in Indianapolis, and could Bill Belichick be on the hot seat? Now, we'll start in Houston where there's more than just a problem. Now, the Texans do have a good thing going for them, if you will, in a one-and-a-half game lead over the Bears for the worst record and the number one overall pick. Football Outsiders, we give them over 88% chance to secure that top pick. But Houston has lost nine in a row. The last two have come down to the wire against playoff teams Dallas and Kansas City. But Vince, has Lovey Smith potentially saved his job in Houston the last couple weeks, even though they haven't won since early October? So the Texans are trending upwards for sure. Uh, DVOA says the Week 14 game against Dallas was their best game of the year. And the Week 15 game against Kansas City, the, the overtime loss was one of their better games. And so was the Week 13 game against Cleveland. So they're definitely trending upwards and, 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 and peaking, as it were, even if they're not actually winning. Uh, he's finding ways, Levy Smith is finding creative ways to generate offense. The quarterback rotation with Davis Mills and Jeff, Jeff Driscoll has been effective. And that's something you almost never, ever, ever, ever see in the NFL. Or you might see a, a, a Taysom Hill trick package guy, or you might see the rookie quarterback come in for cameo appearances here and there, but they're just rotating veteran quarterbacks, which almost never works. And, uh, it's working for Houston. Now, all of that said, they're still the worst team in the league. They still the worst have the worst record in the league. They have the worst DVOA in the league. They have the worst weighted DVOA in the league. And beyond that, when you look at this roster, what is the Houston Texans identity? Uh, I, I guess flip-flopping quarterbacks, which is not a good identity to have. <laughs> there's no real obvious young star they can build around. Uh, there's no reason we should expect them to be significantly better in 2023 than they are now. And the whole operation needs a complete refresh um, from going through the, the the mess of uh, the Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson transition, which they're still going through, honestly. And um, they, they they have already kicked out Jack Easterby, who was sort of the 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 Rasputin trying to weasel his way into a powerful role, and they finally figured out he's no good for them and kicked him out. Um, and we'll talk about what that means to the coaching search going forward, but. I think the franchise still needs a complete reset. Uh, they're going to get the first overall pick all, in, in all in all uh, likelihood. They're going to have their pick of the best rookie quarterback, and they're going to also have their pick of the best coach they can get to develop that rookie quarterback. And I think that's what you do going forward. You, you thank Lovey Smith for getting them back to a certain level of professionalism, uh, for which he was handsomely paid, by the way. This is not charity <laughs> on Lovey Smith's part. But you, you thank him for doing what he did, and you say, we need a change of direction, and you go for somebody new with your new rookie quarterback in 2023. Yeah, making a good living there this year. But you mentioned the coaching search. Who do you think will be on the radar to take over if they do move on? We know Josh McCown was kind of long thought to be the next head coach the last couple of years. But as a couple of RFO guys brought up, he was a Jack Easterby guy who you said no longer with the organization. So who do you think would be on their radar based on the kind of team they have coming in? You mentioned probably dra- most likely drafting a, a highly touted rookie quarterback to come in. Easterby is gone, which means uh, Josh McCown is no longer realistic. And and between uh, Easter being Easterby being gone, and uh, we're going to talk about Jeff Saturday here in a minute, but he's showing evidence that being a coach is in fact a good thing when you're looking to hire a coach. Uh, the whole "never been a coach before" gimmick is old news now. So that that's also means uh, McCown no longer worth talking about, even though I've been talking about him for close to a minute. But uh, other candidates, you know. Uh, it's kind of the same hot, hot, uh, hot name candidates you're going to hear everywhere else. Demico Ryan's with what he's with what he's doing for San Francisco's defense. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is always a potential, uh, uh, you know, 
been a, a, a bridesmaid never a bride for seems like half a decade now mm-hmm. um and th- those are the two names that come immediately to mind but uh when you have the top pick and you have the presumably the top quarterback, you're probably going to have a lot of coaches willing to come work for your organization uh, just for a chance to work with somebody that talented. So they'll, they'll have their pick of names. Yeah. When time, only time will tell, won't be a lot of time. We're just, uh, just under three weeks until black Monday when, uh, we assume Lovey Smith will probably not be there. Like you said, just kind of thank him for his time there this year and the search will begin and it's usually not too long after that. So we'll see. And as you just alluded to Jeff Saturday, we're talking about him. He's made it known. He wants to remain the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. But since that debut win over the Raiders, the Indianapolis Colts have dropped four straight, including what just happened this weekend, the biggest comeback in NFL history. They allowed to the Vikings at 33 to nothing halftime lead. What should Jim Ursay do about the Colts? Colts head coach spot for 2023 doesn't sound like you're in on him keeping around Jeff Saturday as head coach. No, it turns out guys who have never coached at any level before don't make good NFL head coaches. Who knew? Um, good coaches don't blow 33 to nothing halftime leads. Shocking. Uh, the, the best thing Saturday has done since being coach, since being hired, is uh, convincing Jim Ursay that they should start Matt Ryan instead of Sam Ellinger. Because Matt Ryan is a washed NFL quarterback, where Sam Ellinger is not an NFL quarterback. So Ryan's a huge upgrade. But now we're recording this Wednesday afternoon, just a few hours after news is broken, that it's going to be Nick Foles starting for the uh, Colts at quarterback this weekend. And um, I kind of laughed when I saw that at first, and then I looked back at what, what Foles has done lately. He had one start last year for the Bears. It was a win over the Seahawks and a comeback win. They were down 24 to 14 early in the fourth quarter, came back and got the field goal, and they got a late touchdown and went for two in the win and got it. So, uh, hey, he's got a win. on. He's got, won almost as many games lately as Matt Ryan has. So why yeah. not? Beat the Bucks uh, just a couple years ago on a Thursday night football game, I think it was. Uh, they're beating Tom Brady his first year, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, you know, we, we're all well familiar with Nick Foles, the weirdest dang career I can remember seeing from <laughs> so many valleys and so many peaks. Oh, since it's been a decade now, he's been around. Um, and, you know, he's not going to be their answer in 2023 either. Um, so no, I don't think Saturday's their guy. They're kind of screwed, the Colts are, because they actually, if you check the uh playoff odds of football outsiders, they have a better chance of winning the AFC South than they do of getting the top overall draft pick. Um, they only have a 33% chance of getting a top five pick. So they're probably gonna be picking somewhere in the bottom half of the top 10. They may have to trade up for a quarterback if there's one they like. Um, it's it's kind of a messy, messy, messy situation. But that being said, they absolutely have to come out of this draft with the quarterback. No more rent of it. It's time yeah. to replace Andrew Luck. They've been trying to just sort of tread water for, gosh, I don't know, half a decade now. It, it is time to start building and not trying to maintain because it's obviously based on the record here, not much to maintain. As far as which names they go to for a coach, I mean – I, I just mentioned D'Amico Ryans and Derek Bieniemy. They're the two guys we've been talking about for a long time. I don't think it's going to be Jeff Saturday. Honestly, Lovey Smith will probably be available. He might be an upgrade. Um, <laughs> the, the Colts need the, the Colts need a steady guiding hand, so we're not laughing at them. And uh, we haven't laughed much at the Houston Texans this year. They're a rotten football team with no talent, but they played as well as they can. They tried what they can to win. That's that's better than you can say about the Colts, even the Colts actually do have more wins. So <laughs> it's a mess. It's probably going to be, be, be probably going to be a mess for a while, mm-hmm. but they also need to start over. 
Yeah, you mentioned the steadiness they're looking for. I remember that. I think it was that word that was used in the uh, the FO Almanac this year in the Colts chapter saying uh, that's the one thing they've been looking for at quarterback, the quarterback position. Uh, Frank Reich saying that they're bringing Matt Ryan. Both of those guys are going to be gone, I think. You mentioned the back half of the, the top 10. Will Levis uh, looks like could be the name that that they go for um, unless they trade up you know, into the top top two, top three. But it looks like he slid down from the top five. Could be potential there, but then a coach – Head coach is going to be a big part of that as well, as you said. So, again, with Houston and uh, Indianapolis, most likely new coaches there. One, where we don't necessarily expect a new coach. No coach has had greater job security over the last, what, two decades than Bill Belichick. But since Tom Brady left in free agency before the 2020 season, it has not been sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows for the Patriots. 2020 was their first losing season since 2000. Last year, they did make a run to the playoffs, but they were walloped by the Bills in that first round we all remember. And then this year sees them in danger of another losing season. So what would it take, you think, for Bill Belichick to be on the hot seat in Foxborough at this point in his career? I'm a little distracted. I'm right now trying to imagine Bill Belichick enjoying a lollipop. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble putting that picture together. It's probably uh, been a but, long, long time. Yeah. Uh, so what we have here with the Patriots, they're coming off this loss of the Raiders. We all know about the final play. But even before that, they had a horrible, horrible, horrible day passing the football against a horrible, 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 horrible passing defense. So for 60 minutes, honestly, it was their most embarrassing loss in probably decades. You'd probably have to go back to like the, the lawyer Malloy revenge game uh, in 2003 when, when in Malloy's first game for the Bills. Uh, and then when I, I think it was 23 to nothing, the final score there. Um so is Bill, Bel- is Bill Belichick on the hot seat now? No, of course not. I'd imagine Matt Patricia's seat is awfully uh, blazing yeah. hot. I, I think he's got about three more games left as a Patriots assistant coach here. But when you look at the big picture of this Patriots franchise, uh, they have not won a playoff game since the Super Bowl win over the Rams in the 2018 season. They're 7-7 seven and seven now, training downwards, four straight games with a negative DVOA. And I don't know if any of you have looked at the closing stretch for this Patriots season, but uh, their last three games, Bengals at home, Dolphins at home, at the Buffalo Bills. Holy crap. (laughs) That's rough. That is three realistic potential AFC champions that they close their season with. So, you know, they might win one of those games. Getting two wins to get to nine and eight in a winning record would be an awfully big upset. I think it's more likely they go 0-3 and finish 7-10. and So, all right, so let's say they have a losing record this year. Now, here's the real problem. They're going to be last in the division, and there's no reason to expect they won't be last in their division again in 2023, especially if the Jets figure out their quarterback situation. So what happens if they go win six or seven, six or seven games again in 2023? Now you're looking at a team that hasn't won a playoff game in half a decade. Now you're looking at a team that has three losing records in the last four years. That's the kind of team that looks for a reset if, especially if they keep losing games like this, where it's not just that they're 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 being out talented, but they're making sloppy mistakes and looking unprepared, which is something we've never seen in New England in this century. So we're looking at still a long, long ways down the road. There's still a chance they maybe they sweep these three games again into the playoffs. Stranger things have happened, mm-hmm. like Jacoby Myers throwing the ball 20 yards backwards into Chandler Jones's hands. That was stranger. Um, maybe they, they get in the playoffs here and, and maybe uh, Mac Jones plays better in his third season than he did in the second. And uh, maybe they're a playoff contender again in 2023. But we're looking at things and there, there's a, a 
I don't know if light at the end of the tunnel is the right word because it's it's a dark it's a darkness at the end of the tunnel. But we uh, the New England tunnel has been light for 20 years now, and we're starting to see how that tunnel might be closing, which is something we haven't said about them since the 1990s. So strange times here in Foxborough. Yeah, people my age, I'm 30 years old. It's it's been like you said, light in that tunnel pretty much for all that I can remember football wise. You know, starting. To said 2010 years old, even a few years before that in the Super Bowl against the Packers. So it's been a long, long time, very atypical uh, for the Patriots from what we've seen so far. But uh, again, don't expect, don't think any of us expect Bill Belichick to be out of there unless he decides he's done this year. But uh, things could, could keep going downward. And then we'll see at that point a few years down the road. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are nearing the end of the regular season. Week 16, Christmas weekend games, just a few left. And some of you out there, your season-long fantasy teams may have missed the playoffs. or Maybe you made it, but you fell in round one last week. Fear not, play on the underdog fantasy with us at Football Outsiders and double your first deposit up to $100 using promo code OUTSIDERS. You can play Underdog's Battle Royale, which is a fast six-round weekly fantasy-style draft with easier chances to win than traditional daily fantasy sports sites. You can even win $50,000 if you grab the first place prize. Or try their Pick'em Games, where you can easily pick players' chances to go higher or lower than their projected stat lines. You're basically parlaying prop bets for players. And you can do that even in states where traditional prop betting currently is not available. Underdog is the fastest growing fantasy site around. So join the fun over at underdogfantasy.com or download Underdog in the App Store and use promo code OUTSIDERS now to double your first deposit up to $100. And that takes us into the final segment of our show. As we do every week, we look forward to this coming weekend's matchups. Vince, you can start as usual. Which matchup are you most looking forward to here in week 16? Well, the best matchup of the week might be actually on Thursday Night Football. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Uh, Two teams fighting to stay in the AFC playoff race. But I don't know how many people are going to be listening to this after that game has been played. So there's not much point in previewing it. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers at at the Detroit Lions. Two teams who were written off for dead about four to six weeks ago. Now they're both trying to rally and get back in. Uh, Carolina can still win this division. They win the division about 11% of the time in our simulations, which is not terribly often. That New Orleans loss to Tampa Bay when uh, the Saints had the, I think it was a a two-score lead about three minutes ago and and ended up losing, that just screwed the entire division, man. (laughs) That that gave Tampa Bay a much easier slate in than they actually deserve. And they're probably going to make the playoffs have a boring playoff loss. But anyway, uh, Panthers are still alive, and they win that division roughly 11% of the time. The Lions are also still alive in the wild card race. They get a wild card berth about 43% of the time in our playoff odds. Now, they play, play each other, which means the loser of this game is probably out of the playoffs. Uh, the winner is a much better chance of getting in. And in Steve Wilkes' case with the Panthers, he's still technically their interim coach. So he's not just coaching for the playoffs. He's probably coaching for his job. If, if he can somehow get the Panthers into the, uh, into the playoffs, no matter how ugly their overall record is, no matter how you know, lucky they are to be playing in a, the weakest division we've seen in quite some time. Um, a playoff berth is a playoff berth. And, you know, especially since they had a rally to get in, they would, they would definitely have earned it in, in, in Wilkes' tenure. He'd probably get to keep his uh, keep his position there. Uh, I don't think we can say the same thing about Dan Campbell. I think uh, he's shown enough in these past few weeks that he's going to get a third year on the job no matter what. Uh, but the Lions are trending upwards. Uh for those of you paying attention to our singles rankings, Jared Goff is currently the second overall quarterback in the National Football League wow. in uh, passing DUIAR. 
getting a lot of help from his offensive line. He's almost never sacked, which is uh, the, the best thing you can say about the Detroit passing mm-hmm. attack. They don't go backwards very often. Uh, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So yep. uh, there you go. A virtual playoff game, a virtual loser out game, Panthers Alliance Saturday, uh, Christmas Eve day. And uh, that's my most anticipated game of the week. Yep. I'll be watching that one as well. Cause as a Packers fan, hoping for a lion's loss to help the Packers. Although I don't have much faith in the Packers making the playoffs going to have to win out, but that would definitely help uh, with Detroit sitting a game ahead right now with the, the tiebreaker so far play again at the end of the year. I'm going to be looking actually a couple of them. One, uh Washington and San Francisco Washington still in that playoff hunt it's going to be tough there they're they're in control of the seventh seat currently they have a tough one there San Francisco still fighting for uh the two seat for seating it's going to be very difficult for them uh if at all possible to catch they haven't looked at all the scenarios but to catch Philly for that number one spot they're three games back with three games to go so I guess straight like you said stranger things have happened but only a game behind Minnesota so looking to get that two seed uh two seed there in NFC playoffs but then also Seattle and Kansas City. Kansas City as well in a fight uh, for the one seed there in the AFC. Seattle fighting for their playoff lives as well. Uh, just a game out, I believe, or half a game, it looks like, behind Washington with that tie there. And Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, both coaches that have been around for a long time, long considered uh, very good NFL coaches. Uh, it's been a little bit of a, a rough stretch for the Seahawks since they were hot there in the, the middle part of the season. But looking forward to that game. Big underdogs, no Tyler Lockett, but – even on the road, think uh, if Geno Smith can be excited to see if they can can stick with the the Chiefs there and get back to kind of what they were doing there at the middle of the year. So a couple games. Again, this time of year, there's a lot of games with playoff implications, as you mentioned there, with Carolina-Detroit as well. So a ton of fun. Those are the games that I'm looking forward to. That's the, the game Vince is looking forward to, as well as all the games this weekend. Again, Christmas weekend, uh, a ton of football action. May miss some of the games, but still a lot of games to watch sitting around with the family uh, enjoying the holiday. I am not looking forward to Broncos and Rams. I want to make that clear. <laughs> That's what the Broncos played, I will have better things to do. Yeah, the only reason I'm looking forward to that one is considering playing that Denver defense uh, fantasy-wise yeah. in a home league. I've got the Titans currently. I've been going back and forth on those two with uh, the Broncos going against Baker in L.A. in the Dome and Tennessee hosting Houston looking yeah. to still make the playoffs. So going back, that's, well, that's got terrible. the only thing to look forward to is some fantasy. Uh, but yeah, to your point on the field, that's going to be a one just to follow the box score, the game cast. <laughs> don't worry about tuning into that one at all. Now, before we go, don't forget, you can get a free $100 from underdog fantasy using promo code outsiders, even in States where that traditional prop betting is not available. Again, that's a deposit match up to $100. Don't forget to sign up for FO plus at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, either for yourself or the loved one that you have, friend, family that really loves football. You buy it now, an annual subscription. They'll have it all year, all summer uh, in the spring for draft content, the summer for fantasy. In the beginning of next year, you won't have to worry about buying that. So that's a great gift as well. Get NFL betting picks, fantasy advice, premium stats, articles. Get an ad-free experience as well. And then last but not least, join us on the Football Outsiders Discord for in-game conversation for every game starting Thursday night. Uh, this week, as Vince mentioned, with Jags and Jets. We will not have a show next week with that odd week between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people out traveling. Uh, We will be back right before week 18, the end of the year, and we'll have kind of a Black Monday preview. We'll take a look. If Coach had been fired at that point after week 17, possibly, and also looking forward to reviewing probably some of these we did today and some other coaches after we have a couple more weeks of action in the books. Vince, thanks for joining me, everyone out there. Thanks for watching. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Enjoy all of the holidays, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.